You're listening to the Her Leadership Coach Podcast for the quietly determined career woman who's looking to step up into her first or next level leadership role. If you're looking to make a bigger, more positive difference in your organization, you've come to the right place. Well, hello, welcome in. It's Rochelle. Thanks for joining me today on this episode of Her Leadership Coach. We are speaking to Lindsay Mazer. And Lindsay's here to talk to us today about self-love and leadership. And those of you that have the Her Leadership Way Manifesto, you will know this is one of the mindset shifts that I am really big on, moving from self-criticism to self-love. So I'm excited to have this conversation today. Lindsay, welcome. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. Uh, so we're going to start with you just letting us know a little bit about who Lindsay is, uh, maybe if you have a career journey prior to business, and then what got you started in this business? I'd love to hear more about it. Yeah, so I my career started in fashion. I majored in fashion in college, and then I moved from the Midwest out to Los Angeles and started my career in fashion there. And I just, I started as an intern and really worked my way up. And at, gosh, age 26, I was a national sales manager for, you know, an internationally recognized accessories brand. And I had so much responsibility and I was so young, but I was very thankful for all of that responsibility. It really taught me a lot throughout my career. Um, and from there, I worked at a few other um, brands, and then the pandemic happened. So during the pandemic, I got laid off. And from there, I just kind of started really evaluating my career choices, if I really loved what I was doing, and I kind of just came to the conclusion that I didn't. And from there, I had to heal. All of those workplaces, unfortunately, were very toxic. And I ended up becoming a toxic person and a toxic leader myself. And through the pandemic, it was the first time in probably 14 years that I was able to just pause. And I decided that I wanted to heal. And so I got a therapist, I got a coach. And from there, I decided I wanted to help others as well. So that's when I did my self-love certification. And what was really cool about that program is the first month of the program, we had to go through it ourselves. So we had to heal ourselves using the same tools that we use with our clients. And I always think that's so important. But from that certification and from my past working, you know, in the startup corporate world that I saw this gap for self-love, that there was a need for self-love and it's not taught, you know, it's not taught in leadership programs. It's not taught unless you do hire a coach or a therapist. And, you know, I think it's so important for all of us to love ourselves and, you know, who we are and how we love ourselves is how we're going to be as leaders. So, that's why I kind of put together self-love and leadership and here we are. And now, you know, I empower women to be impactful, effective leaders without sacrificing their well-being. And we do that through self-love practices. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> so that, that's a, that's an interesting journey and I'd love to, mm -hmm. hear, like, and I think this is really common, which is why I just want to sort of touch on it is, um, that you were in a toxic environment for it sounds like quite a while and mm -hmm. didn't really recognize it fully mm -hmm. until you took a break and I've I've been in that situation myself a little bit where 
you're in a toxic environment or I was in a toxic environment. And I kind of knew it, but I didn't know how bad it was until I got out of it mm-hmm. and wasn't in it anymore. So yeah. I'd love to hear what, when you say toxic, what does that mean in that in that instance? And um, what was the feeling when you got out? How did you not recognize it when you're in there? Because I think that's common. And what was the feeling when you got out? So, oh, geez, I'm like, where to start? Um, <laughs> it was basically, um, I would say not treating, I was never treated like a human. I was treated like someone who was to push the sales along, to push the business along. And my like basic human needs were put aside. Um, and aside from that, like, you know, calling me late at night, calling me after work hours, basically requiring that I I was told I have to work on vacation. Like it was just n- never separating the job. Um, throughout that, it was also just mind games. Um, I was definitely like gaslit. I was um, love bombed when I first started there. I was given free stuff, um, given extra shifts to work, just like showering me with love. So I felt special. And then after that, I was isolated by myself. I was told no one liked me. Like if one of my work friends quit, you know, they were like, oh, well, you don't really know the real her. Like you just don't really know her. So like I stopped talking to her because of that. And, you know, it's just like those little mind games, emotional abuse and microman, a lot of micromanaging. So I never trusted myself um, and just not even empowering me to be able to make decisions. So it was just so toxic. It was basically like, I could never like get out of it. I felt, and I became a toxic person from that because I, that was my model. Yeah. I was like, oh, okay, this is how we have to be a leader, you know, is by being ruthless and not letting people have a break, not letting, you know, contacting people outside of work hours, not letting them have a life like this should be their life because it's my life and it's their life, like just trickling down. Yeah. Um, and yeah, the way I got out of it, how I felt, I don't know if you've seen, <laughs> this is how I always describe it. Um, Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Have you seen that movie yeah, yeah. where like he he's under he drinks that potion and they're under a spell. And like once I finally left that job, you know how uh, short round comes up and burns him with the fire. Like that's how I felt. You just like come out of it all of a sudden mm-hmm. when you're out of that. You're like, wow, I was in this deep, dark nightmare and <laughs> now I'm awake. And you kind of have to start unpacking like all of the guilt that comes with that. And you know, it's not fun to say that I was a toxic person, but I did really become a shell of myself because of how it was in those environments. And it was not just one, it was multiple. So that's even more sad, I believe. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it sounds like an industry problem, right? Like, and yes. that's quite common. Um, and I think that idea of role modeling, we, when we see when we see someone doing something we think that is the way it's done and that's so common across so many organizations where the you know it's they say the what is it the fish rots from the head or something like that where whoever's at the top is the person that is um really dictating the culture because everybody sees how they do it and thinks well that's how I have to do it too whether it aligns with your values or not often you're not thinking about those in a corporate environment um Mm -hmm. until it's too late right yeah definitely and it's yeah 
it was a lot to unpack <laughs> for yeah. sure. Yeah. <laughs> and it, look, you know, you hear the stories about how many women left corporate um, once the pandemic hit and everybody started working from home. And I think a lot of that is from that pause where we could step back and go, what, what was that? Like, I yeah, don't even recognize myself anymore, let alone the environment that I was working in. So, I mean, it totally makes sense. There's no wonder that that all happened. Thank you for sharing that story. And I'm sorry you had to go through all of that. Uh, I'm also a believer that, you know, it, what we go through generally makes us stronger and we get to pass on our learnings to other people, which as women, we are very good at, uh, generally, not always. So I'd love to hear from that story. And, and, you know, some of it seems obvious, but I think there's more to it. Why is self-love important as a leader, as a leader within leadership? It's definitely like a two-part answer um, and stemming from what I just said, you are the model, like you're the set point of the culture. So when you're loving and accepting of yourself, you're giving permission for others to do that. And when you're, you know, and then that kind of spitballs from like snowballs from there and you, they're giving people permission and trickles down and trickles down to be kind to themselves, to be compassionate with themselves, to be able to make mistakes, to know when to take breaks and meet their needs. And, you know, the other part is you're a human being too. So, you know, putting your needs, not totally above others, but recognizing them and knowing that you need a break too. And that, you know, you trust yourself and you trust your intuition and your decisions and you're talking kindly to yourself. And, you know, it just, you want to do that within yourself first so that you can model that to others and they can model it to others and the snowball effect comes in. Yeah. Yeah. And like it's that old saying, you know, put on your own oxygen mask first. It's very yeah. difficult to treat others kindly when you're not treating yourself kindly. Right. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And, you know, and that is, how I was not <laughs> when I was working in these toxic environments. I put everything and everyone before myself and I eventually became a burnt out toxic human being that no one wanted to be around. <laughs> like it just, you know, just loving yourself is being your best version of yourself. And that is so important, not only for you, but everyone around you. Yeah. And so what gets in the way of that? What's What stops us from loving ourselves? Because I feel like we're born loving ourselves, right? We're not born mm -hmm. with this like self-loathing or toxicity. So what, what happens aside from other people? What gets in the way of ourselves? What gets in the way is where we put our worth, right? And if we put our worth and our identity into our, pro our productivity, our job title, um, how others perceive us, then that's where it gets in the way. We're going to work, work, work so we can get that raise and have the money and have the house because we want to keep up with the Joneses or, you know, we want our peers to respect us. So we want to climb that corporate ladder. And it just, these stories that we tell ourselves get in the way. And I think it's so important. And this is why self-love is so important to create that worth within ourselves. If all of that was taken away, 
tomorrow, like, do you still love who you are? What do you have? And you always have yourself. So I think, yeah, definitely just the stories we tell ourselves and putting our worth into what other people think about us first before what we think about ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. And what, like, do you know, kind of what gets us to doing that? Like, why do we start putting, you know, that like we often sort of see women and men going up the career ladder, uh, stepping on people, no matter who, no matter how I'm going to get to the top. Uh, and it, it is our self-worth that we're tying to that goal. Right. Um, and yet other people don't, other people don't have that desire, that drive, uh, which is both good and bad, but like what's behind that displacing our self-worth into something other than ourselves? Mm, I think it's so different for each person. Um, mm. You know, I would say it's just the patriarchy, I think is like a big you know, answer to all of that is that like capitalism and patriarchy, we just think that's what we're supposed to do. And we're wired from a young age, we go to school. And then from school, we have, we have to go to college. And like, we're just told that we are supposed to do these things. And that is what success and fulfillment mean. And it's up to us to define that within ourselves. So, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I, I, I totally hear that. I think, um, from the time we're five or whatever age it is in, in different countries, we are taught that you win by becoming first in class, um, you win by getting A's. And so it's no wonder that we start tying our self-worth from, from five years of age and up to am I getting A's? Am I getting, you know, am I beating everybody? This competitive feeling. And yeah. then if you are, you want that to keep going because you're like, everybody's praising me for getting these A's or getting first in class. And if you're not, then your self-worth dips down often, right? And you just tune out altogether. And yet either way, your self-worth is no longer tied to just being a person. It's tied to something external. So yeah, that that makes sense. Yeah, exactly. So, okay, what what on earth do we do now that we've had all these years of conditioning of putting our self-worth onto something outside of ourselves? What do we do now? How do we get it back? So the first step, and this is the first step that I work with um, for myself and for my clients is forgiving ourselves. And it's the hardest, it's one of the hardest things that we will ever do in our life. And But it's so important. We have to forgive these stories we told ourselves and forgive the people or the places, the cultures, you know, that gave us those stories and rewire them and, you know, say, I no longer believe this. This is what I believe about myself now. And I think it's just so important. We just need to forgive ourselves. We were doing the best we could at that time. Now that we know better we can do better and we will. And it's just rewiring those stories to take the next step. Yeah. Yeah. I can imagine how difficult that can be. Uh, We're so quick to judge ourselves and others. And so (laughs) letting go of that, um, that judgment. And and I guess that self-criticism that comes with that, right? Those voices in our head that are telling us how we are not good. um, If we, you know, don't get something perfect, like, you, you berate yourself. My husband does it out loud. He doesn't even do it in his head. <laughs> so um, I definitely see that in action. Uh, so what else? What, so that's that's your first step. Um, what What's next? 
Yeah. So the next step and yeah, and you touch on it perfectly from there. Um, you know, you're going to start, um, talking more kindly to yourself, which is self-compassion. We always want to be, you know, creating thoughts and feelings and actions that are in alignment with our goals and, you know, talking down to yourself probably isn't going to help you take the actions to reach your goals. So, we want to rewire that. Um, after that, the next step that I we go through is self-acceptance. And that is really accepting and, you know, knowing who you are, what's your worth and your identity outside of your job. And after that, we work on self-gratitude because it is, you know, self-gratitude is a way to build momentum. And when you are in wonder and awe of everything in your life, you're going to start attracting more. You're going to start building that momentum and to take the actions and appreciate yourself so much more. So I love self-gratitude. That's one of my favorite steps. Um, and then of course, self-care, because we always want to make sure that we are taking care of ourselves and not just face mask and bubble baths, but, you know, mind, body, soul, emotions. And that also helps, you know, with our stress management and with our emotional intelligence, with our active listening. And those are really important things that you need to be a leader. And so making sure that we are just managing our energy correctly and just showing up in a way that is positive and a way that you can give to others while also giving to yourself. And then the last step we work on is self-trust, which is another one of my favorites because we really always want to be able to trust ourselves, especially as leaders, to trust our decisions, to know when to listen to our intuition and just trust that we're always going to show up for ourselves no matter what. We're going to keep promises to ourselves, which in turn helps you keep promises to others, which is so important as a leader is to do what you say you're going to do because that builds trust with your team. Oh so goodness. that's <laughs> that's the layers to leadership system that you know I went through and that I work on. And it's something you can do even just when you're having a bad day. You can go layer by layer and you know, shed all of those layers and just, you know, start loving yourself again because you know, every day is gonna throw something at us, but it's good to have those tools and that system to help you, you know, overcome. Yeah, that's, that is a, such a great system. I love a framework. So um, I love how that takes you like layer upon layer. Like you say, it takes you from sort of where you are at your um, lowest and each step adds something to that, that love. Um, and, mm -hmm. and I'm guessing that you, it's kind of like, it reminds me of that um, Louise Hay book, You Can Heal Yourself. I think it is where you can start wherever you are and mm -hmm. just move yourself up one layer, right? And that's exactly. going to make a difference to your day. So even if you're not sitting there um, and haven't forgiven yourself yet, maybe you've been through that process and yes, I've forgiven myself, but I'm at that part where I'm still like my husband criticizing myself out loud, <laughs> maybe mm -hmm. just getting him to move that one step up into self-gratitude. Yeah, like what a powerful move, right? Mm -hmm. Instead of exactly. being, um, I don't know, my husband will be like, oh, that pizza, I didn't come out very well at all. I can't believe there's no bubbles in the crust. This is how perfectionist he is around his pizza. Um, and instead saying, wow, like I, I cooked that really well. And, you know, I made food for my family and like just moving from that voice out loud saying I am terrible to the voice out loud being thankful for the things that you did do whether you got them right or not you still did them 
what a powerful way to shift. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. So good. And so like, I'd just love to hear as we sort of wrap up um, what, what that's done for you as a person. So from who you were at the beginning of the pandemic to who you are now, what's, what's changed for you? Oh my gosh. I don't want to start (laughs) crying, but like literally I went from someone who like hated myself, like really, really disliked myself. Like if I could crawl out of my skin and like leave my apartment and not have to be in or around me, like I would have. Um, and I just was so, I trapped everything in. I wouldn't ever talk about my emotions. I did not, you know, I just was like a shell of who I used to be. I moved from my hometown to Los Angeles with no friends, no job. Like I used to be the most confident person in the world. And I really just lost who I was. And, you know, now I am just so, I love who I am. I love my humor. I love how silly and weird I am. Like I love how driven I am. Um, And I, but I now have those tools to, let out my emotions to talk about them and to take care of myself. I think that's something I never did. I would work and then come home and order food, drink a bottle of wine and keep working. And now I'm just, I have such strong boundaries in place. And if you are going to mess with my well being, like, that's okay. Like I'm worth more than, you know, the energy you're giving me. It's just this whole life transformation of just knowing and loving myself and, just being happy and proud and knowing that I'm worthy of taking care of myself. And I trust myself so much more. I'm so much more in tune with my intuition. And I know that I can say no and everything will be okay. Like it's okay. And I don't know, I could like talk and talk so much about it, but even like, you know, my, my mom and like my friends and some of my family have sent me letters, like, thank you letters just for showing up and deciding to change my life and how different I am now. And that it gave them permission to do so too. So it's just like, I don't know if that's ever going to give the full story, but it really just from a shell, hatred shell of myself to just living my most true life and I know true authentic life has said so much but you can tell you're in it like there's no other way to describe it I'm just so happy and proud and I'm glad that I can show up every day and go through it as I need to if it's a bad day I know how to handle it if it's a good day I know how to handle it too I just my nervous system is just so much better for it That's amazing. And my and soul and all of the things. Yeah, yeah, that's amazing. I love that you have become a role model for others in in this um, you know, movement, I guess, to to love ourselves and to put ourselves first. And it's okay to put ourselves first. It doesn't mean we put like we don't do anything for anyone else. Actually, like who else is gonna take care of us better than we are? Yeah. And you're going to do things better for other people. Like I always think back, like I, you know, and going from someone who would quit underneath me, like I was such a toxic manager that people would quit. Like that's how it was. And now I have people telling me like, thank you for showing up the way that you are. So it's like so worth it to do this work and you are showing up better for other people. I always just wonder if I loved myself back when I was working in an office, how 
how better my results would have been, how better, how much better the people underneath me would have been, like how much of a difference I would have made. But, you know, I forgive myself and here we are now, but it's just, it's not selfish. It's, you know, it's going to benefit everyone. Yeah. Yeah. It's super, it's super important. Uh, and, and one of the biggest shifts I think you can make in your life. And um, I'm privileged enough to have been able to do that work as well. Not, not in the layers that you've done it, but get, get from, I, I don't want to say um, self-hatred, but certainly uh, not, not loving myself, not thinking I was a great person uh, to the person I am now who definitely uh, loves herself and can say it out loud. And it took me a long time to be able to say, you know, I, I did the trick of looking in the mirror and saying, I love you and looking in my eyes and man, that, that felt weird to start with uh, and it took quite a while for me to to do it and feel really comfortable in my own skin saying I love you and meaning it um, and it's yeah it's super powerful so I love that you've been through it. I love that you've put a framework or have a framework to go with it um, so I've got a couple of questions to go for you. One is, what do you know now that you wish you knew earlier? And I think we've really touched on this whole idea of self-love. Um, is it is that what you want to go with or is there anything else that you wanted to highlight? I think it would definitely be that my job is not my whole identity and that my self-worth is not tied into my job. And I think if I would have realized that earlier, my life would have been so different. So definitely your worth is not in your job. Yeah, that's fantastic. It's such a good lesson um, and and takes a lot of that. I mean, it takes a lot of the judgment and self-criticism out of your head, right? When when you realize that. Um, and But also takes the pressure off, like, who are we trying to climb the ladder for? <laughs> yeah, it's it's crazy when you look back at it. Um, fantastic. And then the last big question for the day is, what is your leadership mantra? So I, you know, believe that we are all leaders, whether it's self-leadership or, you know, in management of others, leading others. And so I think there's something that helps us get through and remember who we are as leaders that we say often. What What's yours? Mine is leadership starts with you. Yes, yes, yes. So good. Leadership <laughs> first, right? That's awesome. Awesome. Uh, Lindsay, this has been such a good conversation. So needed in the world. I hope that you get to spread your message far and wide. I just, it's so, so important. And just like you said, not taught in schools, not taught in leadership courses, unless you're doing my leadership course. Um, <laughs> not in most of them at all. It's not something, you know, it's not a very masculine way of looking at the world, I guess. And, and traditionally, that's how we've been taught. So I think this is the time to, um, you know, really start a movement around this. So thank you for sharing all that you've learned and and who you've become in the process. I think it's very exciting. Oh, thank you. <laughs> uh, now, I know you've got a um, a gift to offer those that are listening today. So do you want to just tell us a little bit about that? Yeah. So it's a free 20-minute call about setting professional boundaries. So we will just go through a three-step framework of getting professional boundaries set up from determining what it is actually taking the actions to set the boundary and how to communicate it. So it's a quick 20 minute call, but you know, that's so important as a leader and as a woman in the workplace is to know when to set those professional boundaries and 
as someone who's mastered it, I want to co-create that boundary with you. So, um, you know, just go to my website, selfloveknowing.com and it's right there for you. <laughs> Fantastic. And I will pop that link in the show notes. So anyone listening can go to the show notes and click on that to be taken straight to it. Um, and what's the best way for people to connect with you if they want to learn more? Yeah. So best way would be Instagram and you can follow me on my Instagram at the self love knowing. Beautiful. Awesome. And I'll pop that in the show notes as well. So uh, make sure you connect with Lindsay on Insta, um, book some time in to get those boundaries set up. I know that that's a, a big thing that I, you know, that my clients work through as well as boundaries. So I think there's again, sorely needed in the world where we love ourselves enough to allow ourselves to set boundaries, which I think is really important. Lindsay, it has been such a pleasure. I appreciate your time today. Thank you for joining me. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks for joining me this week. I hope you enjoyed that interview as much as I did. If you want to continue the conversation about today's topic or anything to do with being a leader from the inside out, come and join us in the Women in Leadership Facebook group. You'll find the link to join in the show notes as well as the links to connect with today's wonderful guest. If you got value out of this episode, I would love it if you could share it with others. And of course, if you've been listening to podcasts for any amount of time, you'll know that rating the show and leaving a review helps others to find the show. And I would really appreciate that. Until next week, continue to lead the way her way.